Hey there, this is Dustin McLean. And Allie McLean. And we're pumped that you're joining with us today. And if you're a part of our Purpose Church family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at ourpurpose.church on all social media outlets. And on our website at www.ourpurpose.church. We can get you plugged into a group, other giving options, and an opportunity to connect with the Purpose family all across Western Kentucky. And we hope today's message encourages you and inspires you. And so let's jump into the message. Well, come on, guys. Can we give Jesus a bigger ovation of worship than that? Come on, give it up for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Once you high five somebody next to you and say, he's building this church. He's building this church. He's building this church. I love that. I love that. I love that. Well, like I said earlier, just grateful for you. I'm so glad you're in the room. And I'll just tell you, um, we're in a series that we kicked off last week called Built to Last. Somebody shout Built to Last. And uh, I'll just tell you, we're studying through the book of Nehemiah. And I'll just tell you, you got a treat ready for you today. Because guess what? I'm not preaching. That's good news for you for a little bit. Because I got my friend and one of our uh, staff and uh, one of our pastors here that's going to bring a word to you in just a second. I want to talk to you just for a second about a couple things. We're in a season of uh, 21 days in prayer and fasting. So I'm just going to ask you, would you lean into that? Would you lean into what God wants to do in that season in your life? Something that you may want to give up for a few weeks. That way that you can focus in on Him completely. And we're gathering every single morning at 6 a.m. I know it's early. Yes, Jesus is awake at 6 a.m. Some of us might not be. But uh, we're gathering every morning at 6 a.m. 6 to 7. You'll be out the door at 7 o'clock. And we have a chance just to pray, gather together and do that. And we're excited about that. It's been a great week this last week of prayer. Not too late to jump in, man. We encourage you to do that. We worship. We pray together. Give you some time just to spend the time in the Word with the Lord and just spend some time doing that. So that's happening every single day this week from 6 a.m. to 7 at HQ. And so that's going on. And again, I want to tell you about our series that we're in called Built to Last. But even, even so, on top of that, at the end of this month, we do it every single year. It's usually towards November. But what we're going to be doing is taking up our legacy offering. And so if you call Purpose Church home, well, I don't know. And, and we got a lot of guests in here today. I'll just tell you, we meet in a middle school, obviously, as you can see. Well, God has just given us an opportunity to have a personal, our own home at Save-A-Lot. We're going to call it the lot. Come on. Can we be thankful? for a 14,000 square foot facility that we get to call home. Uh, and that's going to be happening this year. So we're honored and so excited about that. And so we're going to give just to accelerate the vision of getting in that place even sooner than we want to. But I'll just tell you, that's coming up at the end of this month. And uh, it's August the 29th, two weeks from today. And again, we always want to give you plenty of time to pray. Would you just ask God, God, would, what would you have me give? If you call Purpose Church home, what would you have me sow into that? What would you have me give towards what you have for us as a church? And I'm believing God's going to do some incredible stuff. Anybody else believe in that? Over the next couple of weeks, I'm believing it. And then but before we know it, we're going to be in the lot. We're going to be at Save a Lot. But it's going to be Purpose Church. And I can't wait for that. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. But hey, uh, you're already up on your feet. And I just think we need to do a good job of welcoming me to the stage again. He's one of my best friends in life. Been through a lot of seasons with this man. And I'll just tell you, I'm so excited and honored that he's going to be sharing with us today. So why don't you welcome to the stage, put your hands together and welcome my friend and our operations pastor, Pastor Kyle Howard. Come on, give it up for him. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. I love that the piano keeps playing even though I'm not playing it. That's magic. How do we do that? 
Well, it is an honor and a privilege this morning, and I, I want to give honor to Pastor Dustin. Yeah, you, can, you, guys, you guys can go ahead and be seated. I want to give honor to Pastor Dustin uh, for just for sharing the pulpit this morning, and uh, I did not realize before this week just how much uh, preparation and, uh, and also anxiety went into to preparing a sermon each week, so I want to thank him, and if we could, let's give him, uh, let's give him some, some, some love this morning, and... Uh, just, just for doing this each and every week, and uh, I'll tell you, it is not easy. And so, uh, so we're just going to go ahead and get right into it. So I want to actually, Pastor Dustin last week uh, started a brand new sermon series called Built to Last. So I want to recap what he talked about last week, and then we're going to take it a little bit further. So I'm just going to jump right in. Is that cool with everybody? All righty. Okay. So, so the Israelites were God's chosen people. He had pulled them out of Egypt, out of slavery, and he had put them in the promised land. He had put them in the land that he gave them, and Jerusalem was their capital. So while they were in Jerusalem, while they were in the promised land, they sinned, they worshiped other idols, they did some bad stuff, and God allowed them to be taken into captivity. The Babylonians came and took them into captivity for 70 years. While they're in captivity, some of the Jews go back to Jerusalem, and they see that the walls are broken down. They go back into captivity and tell this guy named Nehemiah that Pastor Dustin introduced us to last week. They say, listen, Nehemiah, our walls are broken down. And Nehemiah was heartbroken. He was broken for Jerusalem. He was broken for his kinsmen. He was broken for his city. Because walls in those days meant protection. If you had walls around your city, you were protected from outside invaders. So... Uh, so Nehemiah was heartbroken. So he asked King, and Dustin, Pastor Dustin said it last week, King Artaxerxes, we're just going to call him King X. And so he asked King X, hey, I have it on my heart to go back and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Can I do that? King X gives him permission. So he starts to travel all the way from, he's in the city of Susa in Persia. So he travels 850 miles back to Jerusalem. He gets there, and he starts to inspect the walls. And he's going all the way around, and he's kind of seeing, you know, what the damage is. And he, he hasn't told anybody what he's there for, but he's just inspecting all the, all the walls. So we're actually going to pick up reading uh, as he starts to address the people, starts to address the Jews about the wall. So if you don't mind, stand back up with us. I love what Pastor Dustin does each week. I think it's important to stand for the reading of the words. So, so we're going to do that uh, this week as well. So this is Nehemiah chapter 2. I believe it's going to be up on the screen. Nehemiah chapter 2, starting in verse 17. This is Nehemiah talking. He said, then I said to them, he's talking to the, Jew, the Israelites, the Jews, you see the trouble we are in, how Jerusalem lies in ruins with its gates burned. Come, let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer suffer derision. And I told them of the hand of my God that had been upon me for good, and also of the words that the king had spoken to me. And they said, let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for the good work. We're going to skip chapter 3, and we're going to come back to it. But by the time we get to chapter 4, verse 6, Nehemiah says, So we built the wall, and all the wall was joined together to half its height, for the people had a mind to work. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for today. Thank you for the worship service that we just had. Father, I thank you for your word. I pray that it would go forth and that it wouldn't return void. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. You guys can go ahead and be seated. 
how many of you guys have ever started off on a project or, or something like that or had a job to do and you thought, this is something easy, I can do this myself, I can tackle this, I'm a do-it-yourself kind of a person and this is not going to be a, a, a hard thing to do. And then you get like a day into it or maybe an hour into it or maybe 10 minutes into it and you're thinking, okay, that was not a good idea. This was not something that I could do on my own. Uh, I actually have a, a story about like that. About a month ago, uh, so at our, <laughs> at our headquarters, our new headquarters at the lot, which apparently is a new, a new thing that we're going to call it. So, so at the lot, at our headquarters, we have some huge windows that had some, some old window tinting on them. So we pulled some of the window tinting off of them, and they've got that adhesive stuff on there. So I'm thinking, you know, I'm not great at framing up things. I'm not great at any kind of construction stuff, but surely I can go remove some adhesive off some windows. So I go to Lowe's, and I'm thinking, I can do this myself. I can take care of it. So I go to Lowe's, and I get some of that goof-off stuff, and I get me a little scraper, and I get me a little sponge and everything. So I go down there to HQ, the new HQ, and it's about 143 degrees in there because it's about a month ago, and it's, you know, the middle of July, and so I get in there, and I'm starting to sweat, and I'm getting hot, and I put that stuff on there, and all I'm doing is just is spreading around that adhesive. I'm not taking it off. I'm making a bigger mess than, than, than I was even solving, and so I got frustrated. I thought, you know what? We need to get somebody that knows what they're doing on here. So I called somebody, and she came down there, and she's like, oh, I'll take care of it. Don't worry about all that. So I learned my lesson. Thankfully, God gave Nehemiah enough wisdom to not have to do it that way. Nehemiah, what he did was he had the vision that God had given him, but he knew he couldn't do it alone. He enlisted the help of other people. Nehemiah chapter 3, the part that we skipped, it actually lists 43 different groups of people who helped bring the wall to completion. Uh, the circumference, and let's just, I'm just going to paint a picture. The circumference of Jerusalem's walls was 4.5 miles around. They were 15 feet thick. They were 12 feet high. This was, not, this was not a small job. So the point that we need to take away from this is that a God-sized vision is too big for any one of us. We need help. And thankfully, in God's wisdom, he's given us this network of people called the church to help us fulfill the vision that he's given us. When we're using our gifts and working together, we can make a bigger difference than any one of us would alone. There's more power in we than in me. The way Nehemiah organized people to come together to rebuild the wall is a great example of how the New Testament church is actually designed to function. Everybody has different gifts. Everybody has different skills. Everybody has different abilities. And when we put all of those together, when we use what God has blessed us with and pitch all of that stuff in to contribute, the overall mission is accomplished. So now... We're going to go back to chapter 3, what I skipped earlier. We're going to look at, at Nehemiah chapter 3, verse 1 through 5, to see exactly how that played out in the building of the wall. And I'm going to forewarn you, there are tons of names in this that are hard to pronounce. And when Pastor Dustin asked me to preach on Nehemiah 2 and 3, I, I was like, oh my gosh, am I supposed to say all these? So I'm going to do the best I can to say these names, and we're going to get through it together. We're going to build together, and we're going to get through reading the scripture together. So this is Nehemiah chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. Then Eliashib, the high priest, rose up with his brothers. Remember, Nehemiah told them to rise up. He rose up with his brothers, the priests, and they built the sheep gate. They consecrated it and set its doors. They consecrated it as far as the Tower of the Hundred, as far as the Tower of Hananel. And next to them, the men of Jericho built 
And next to them, Zachar, the son of Emery, built. The sons of Hassanah built the fish gate. They laid its beams and set its doors, its bolts, and its bars. And next to them, Meshulam, the son of Barakiah, son of Meshezebel, repaired. And next to them, Zadok, the son of Banna, repaired. We got through it. And the Bible lists, it goes on and on through chapter 3, and it lists 43 different groups that built the wall over the next 27 verses. Some groups, they did really large sections of the wall. Some groups did really small sections of the wall. But everyone shared in the burden in some way. Everybody worked hard on a specific task, and together they finished the job. And keep in mind, these were not professional builders. These were people just like you and I that had a God-sized vision that Nehemiah conveyed to them, and, and they fulfilled that vision by working together. And the crux of this sermon series that Pastor Dustin started last week is that just like in 444 B.C. when Nehemiah rebuilt the walls, the vision that God has laid out for Purpose Church in 2021 A.D. is too big for any one of us to do alone. It's, it's too big for Pastor Dustin. It's too big for myself. It's too big for our lead team or trustees or directors or team leads or serve team. It's going to take all of us working together to fulfill the vision that he's called us to do for this generation and future generations. So my point is that we need you. So that begs the question, how can each of us use our unique gifts and talents to build Purpose Church in 2021? And just like any good sermon, I have three points. Y'all ready? All right. Number one, we can pray together. See, so many times in the Christian life, we think of prayer as something that we do in private. It's between us and God. But there's a corporate aspect of prayer as well. The Bible says in 2 Chronicles 7.14, If my people, not if my person, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Notice that word heal. Remember we talked about Nehemiah, the, the walls were broken down, and Nehemiah was broken, and the people were broken. They were in need of healing, and what did Nehemiah do? He prayed. The very first thing before he told King X, before he went back to Jerusalem, was he prayed. And he said in chapter 1, I think uh, Pastor Dustin talked about it last week, O Lord, let your ear be attentive to your servant and to the prayers of your servants who delight to fear your name, and give success to your servant today, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. We need to learn from Nehemiah in that, that he prayed first. We like to say around here, prayer is our first response, not our last resort. And it's corporate prayer. In Matthew 18, it says, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. And it's no coincidence that we're in 21 days of prayer and fasting at this pivotal moment in the life of Purpose Church because there's nothing more important than we can do right now than to pray for God's blessing and to pray for his wisdom and to pray for his provision. So I want to encourage you to join us in that. We we've, we've say it over and over again during 21 days of prayer. Uh, HQ, our, our current HQ at 6 o'clock every morning and then our new uh, location at the lot at 9 o'clock every Saturday morning. We want to invite you to, to join us for that because it's not, again, it's not, prayer is not just praying between us and God. It's us praying corporately for each other and for the vision that God has, has given us. So number one, we can pray together. Number two, we can serve together. I want to look at Romans chapter 12. This is verse 4 through 8. It says, For as in one body 
we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So if you're ever tempted to wonder if your part matters in the church, go back to Romans 12 and know that that voice is a lie from Satan. God has designed the church as a body. And just like our bodies have different parts, the church has different parts. Some people are feet, some people are hands, some people are eyes, some people are ears. But every part of the body has a specific function to fulfill in the body. So if you're a believer, if you've accepted Jesus, God has placed his Holy Spirit inside of you. And he's given you one or more spiritual gifts to use to build up the body. That's how we build together. We exercise our gifts. Remember, we pray together. We serve together. God has not designed you just to come and sit on Sunday mornings and just be a spectator. He's called you to, to use your gifts to serve. And just as an interesting side note, I'm going to digress just a little bit. If, so the parts of the body, this analogy, yes, the body needs the parts to survive, but the parts need the body. If I cut off my hand, it's going to fall off and it's going to wither away and it's going to die. If a person removes themselves from the body of Christ, they wither away and die spiritually because the parts need the sustenance and need the life of the rest of the body to survive. So not only does the church need you, you need the church. So you're designed to make a difference. And at Purpose Church, we have a way specifically, we have a specific system that we use to, to help you discover your purpose and discover your spiritual gifts and get plugged onto a serve team, and it's called Next. And we talk about that all the time, but we talk about it because it's so important. It's always the first and third Sunday of each month during the 1030 service. So if you're one of those people that do just sit and, and come and attend, that's great. But we want you to get off the, out of the seat and off the fence and get onto the field and play along with the rest of us. And the best way to do that is to go to next. Another way you can do that, specifically in this time, is to text the word build, and I believe it's up on the screen, to, to the, our number, um, 270-229-6488. We've got a big job. We've got a big job at the lot. And if you have any kind of skills, if you have any kind of, of abilities, even if you don't, if you can just stand around and pray or sweep, that's fine. We need you. So you can text that number, uh, and that's a way that you can, can get involved here uh, in this season at Purpose Church. So we can pray together. We can serve together, and we can give together. I want to pull back the curtain a little bit on, on our finances at Purpose Church, because that's kind of the stuff that I take care of, and kind of, uh, kind of go back into detail from what Pastor Dustin talked about last week. So over the last two and a half years, we have been blessed by God because of your faithfulness in giving and because of God's generosity to have, to have been able to save about $400,000 that we're going to use to, to throw towards the inside renovation of, of the lot of 601. And I think God deserves some praise for that. Let me just say, for a two-and-a-half-year-old church, that is, that is quite amazing. So, so we're going to put that money 
towards the inside building of the church. And that covers all of that so that we don't have to take, it, take out any loan. That covers our portion of that. But there's some other things that are kind of over and above that. Signage, exterior painting, um, parking lot upgrades, all of that stuff that kind of comes in over that. And we've counted the cost of all that. We've totaled that up to be about $137,000. Uh, so a few weeks ago, as we keep talking about, we decided to take our legacy offering, which is usually in November, move that up to August this year because we've got a big job ahead of us. We've got a costly job ahead of us. Um, so Pastor Dustin announced that goal of $136,892.04. We have it down to the penny. Like I said, we counted the cost. So as of today, I'm actually happy to report to you that we have actually, of that $137,000, we have already raised or saved or God has blessed us already with $52,036 of that goal before we've, even, before we've even received the legacy offering. And I think God deserves some praise for that. But that leaves us with about $85,000 to complete the project. So what we decided to do is take this year's offering, this legacy offering, and totally uh, throw all of that towards that $85,000 so that we can completely renovate and move in the way we want it to be, the way it needs to be. $85,000 seems like a lot to ask, but we're not afraid to ask it because we serve a big God. And he's given us a big vision, and he's given us a church full of people with big hearts who are bet-the-farm risk-takers, who have big faith, who are ready to see God do a big dream and come, a big dream come to life in Murray in the fall of 2021. And every bit of that is biblical. Let's look at 1 Chronicles 29. This is several years before Nehemiah. This is King David when he's getting ready to, to hand off the building of the temple to his son Solomon. David the king said to all, of, all the assembly, Solomon, my son, whom alone God has chosen, is young and inexperienced, and the work is great. For the palace will not be for man, but for the Lord God. So I've provided for the house of my God so far as I was able, the gold for the things of gold, the silver for the things of silver, and the bronze for the things of bronze. The iron for the things of iron, the wood for the things of wood, besides great quantities of onyx and stones for setting. Antimony, colored stones, all sorts of precious stones and marble. Moreover, in addition to all that, I have provided for the holy house. I have a treasure of my own of gold and silver. And because of my devotion to the house of my God, I give it to the house of my God. Who then will offer willingly, consecrating himself today to the Lord? Then the leaders of the father's houses, notice the leaders went first. They made their free will offerings, as did also the leaders of the tribes, the commanders of thousands and of hundreds, and the officers over the king's work. Then the people rejoiced because they had given willingly, for with a whole heart they had offered freely to the Lord. Our prayer for Purpose Church is that we would give with a whole heart and a cheerful heart. 2 Corinthians 9 says, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give in his heart, as he's decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And just like in Nehemiah, and just like in 1 Chronicles 29, one person's gift 
One person's prayer, one person's service is not going to be enough. It's going to take all of us praying and serving and giving together to accomplish and see this project through to completion. And it's not about equal gifts, it's about equal sacrifice. Think about this, $20, a $20 gift to the, to the, to the millionaire who calls Purpose Church home is a drop in the bucket. But for the single mom who's raising three kids, working paycheck to paycheck, trying to make ends meet, just trying to pay the bills, that's a lot of money. So we're not going to give the same, and it's not about giving the same, it's about equal sacrifice. Our prayer is that we would all sacrifice equally, but we're all going to give different amounts. That's how giving works. Our prayer is that we would sacrifice on August the 29th. And that's going to accelerate the vision that God has given for Purpose Church to go into the next season that God's called us to. So that's how we do it. There's, there's the three points. We pray together, we serve together, and we give together. That's how we build together. Just like those people in Nehemiah, just like the 43 different groups they built next to each other, they built together. That's how we do it in 2021. That's how we're going to take all of our individual contributions, put them together, put all of our efforts together, and build something that's going to last. So that's the how, but I don't think I've told you the why. And I think the why can be found if we go back to Nehemiah chapter 3. And it's something that when I first read this, I kind of glossed over it. And as I was reading it earlier, I think probably you did too. And it's something that, that is in the text that is really kind of, it, it, it kind of, you don't pay attention to it till you really study it. And I'm not going to go back and read it, but I'll just kind of explain. All through Nehemiah chapter 3, it talks about, and I'm not going to go back and say the names because that's, that's a little bit challenging. It talks about how so-and-so, the brother of so-and-so, built next to so-and-so, the son of so-and-so. And then so-and-so and his daughters built. And then next to them, this guy of the house of so-and-so also built. And it keeps going on, and it lists everybody. I just read the names at first. But I noticed that it lists everybody by their family name. And I got to thinking how to close this message and talking about families who build. And I got to thinking of a different family, another family that built several hundred years after Nehemiah started to build. So I want to tell you a story of a family that built. So this was, uh, go all the way back to 1807, a long time ago. So there's a man, there was a man born on Christmas Day in 1807 by the name of John Wesley Boyd. He was born in Newberry, South Carolina. And in 1833, he packed up, he had a wife and two kids, he packed them up, moved all the way, about 530 miles from South Carolina to Callaway County, Kentucky in the year 1833. That same year, he was a part of a group that planted a church, that helped start a church called the Beach Grove Cumberland Presbyterian Church. And that church stood about literally 10 miles uh, west of where we're sitting today. He had a son who was born in 1832. His name was Thomas Presley Boyd. He grew up in that church, in the Beach Grove Cumberland Presbyterian Church. And he eventually 
became what's called the clerk of the session. So he kind of kept track of all the money and all the records and all the numbers and, and the baptisms and the deaths and all that kind of stuff. And so he reported all those numbers. He had a son who was born in 1862 named Thomas Jefferson Boyd. He grew up in that same church and he became the song leader of that church and was the song leader there for decades. His oldest daughter, his oldest child, and his, his oldest daughter was named Maud. She was born into that same church in 1889, and when she grew up, she became the leader of the Beech Grove Missionary Auxiliary. Now, I have no clue what a missionary auxiliary is, but according to their records, one of their many meetings, because they had a lot of meetings, they met on September 6, 1954, and she led a devotional entitled Setting the Life of Christ as an Example of Service to Others. Maud's son was named Jeffrey, Jeffrey Howard. He was born in 1920. And somewhere along the late 50s, early 60s, as a lot of those old country churches do, a lot of the older people kind of died off, and so they shut the church down. The building was still there, but the church was gone church being the people. So Jeffrey, who was born in 1920, he kind of moved down the road and started attending the Burnett's Chapel United Methodist Church. He taught Sunday school there for decades. In 1959, he had a son named Kelvin Howard. Kelvin grew up at the Burnett's Chapel Methodist Church taught Sunday school there, taught Sunday school at another church, and now he serves on the usher team at Purpose Church in 2021. His son, which is the guy that's standing right in front of you today, who through no credentials of my own and no abilities of my own, God used to help plant Purpose Church in Callaway County on January 27th, 2019, 188 years later after John Boyd moved from South Carolina to Callaway County. See, I serve, I don't know if you know it or not, I serve a God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's the God of generations. He is a generational God. I never met the first three generations on that list. They never met me. I never met them. They, don't, they didn't know about me, nor did they know about the people that are going to come after them. But they sowed a seed that traveled down through generations, and the fruits of that were still reaping again. And I just believe there are people in this room right now that your son or your daughter is going to meet Jesus at Purpose Church. I believe that your grandchildren are going to be trained and called up into ministry at Purpose Church. I believe that your great-grandchildren are going to go plant other churches. I believe they're going to be sent on the mission field. I believe they're going to create a legacy for their family, just like what was started in 1833 that has traveled down through generations. But the question is, are you willing to sacrifice and to sow with a group of other people? Are you willing to sow seeds in the fall of 2021 that are going to travel down through those generations? Are you willing to start or continue or maybe even turn around a legacy for your family that's going to span the next 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 generations? And what we have in front of us in the fall of 2021 at Purpose Church is the opportunity to do that. See, 601 South 12th Street, the lot, it's going to pass away. 
one day that building won't be there. Just like the Burnett's Chapel or the, the, the Beach Grove Cumberland Presbyterian Church, the building's not there. All that's there, all that's left is a cemetery. But you need to understand, we're not building a facility at 601. We're building a church of people. And that church is going to last far beyond the building that we build. That church is going to last into generations. And what we're going to see God do in Murray, Kentucky over the next however many years, hundreds of years, are, are nothing compared to the last two and a half years that we've seen God work at Purpose Church. So are you and your family, are you going to do just like the people in Nehemiah did, just like the people in First Chronicles, just like what Romans 12 tells us to do? Are you going to serve? Are you going to pray? Are you going to give along with everybody else? Because it's going to take every one of us and every family here to complete the vision that God has, has given us. See, I just believe that investing in Jesus' church is the single best investment of time and of money and energy and effort, and it is worthy of everything we have to give because it's the only thing that lasts into eternity. And I'm thankful to God that he's given us an opportunity in the fall of 2021 to be able to do that. The question that we have now is, are we going to be faithful to answer that call? Are we going to be willing to build next to each other? Are we going to be willing to build something that lasts? And are we going to be willing to build it together? Father God, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for the season that we're in at Purpose Church. Thank you for the time that you've given us this moment. Thank you for allowing us the opportunity to answer that call to build. Father, we thank you that you've given us uh, a, a pattern in your word. We thank, we thank you that you've given us a template to follow. And Father, I pray that you would give us the wisdom and the courage and the strength to follow that. In Jesus' name we pray. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, would you just, for just a second, let me talk to you. You may be in this room and I'll just tell you, as, as Pastor Kyle just pointed out, Again, this is an Older Testament story, and we know as a church that everything in the Older Testament just points to Jesus in the New Testament. Right? It's, it's a foreshadowing of, of what is to come. And I'm going to spend some time on this in the last week of our series, but I think it's just a great transition to be able to just to let you know that Nehemiah, Jesus is the true and better Nehemiah. And the fact that Nehemiah built a wall, Nehemiah saw a need, Nehemiah saw that healing needed to play, take place and restoration needed to take place and guess who did that as well his name is Jesus and you and I we're busted and broken and we're messed up and we've got lots of things in our life that is between us and God it's this thing called sin that we're all born into that we all have that we all struggle with I don't have to teach our little babies how to do that they already know how to do that because it's on the inside of us it's what we're born into but I love that Jesus like Nehemiah didn't stay far off didn't say oh it's just their problem they can figure it out they'll handle it on their own they'll try and figure no 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 that's not what Nehemiah did and that's not what Jesus our Savior did because as we sing that he'll build his church guess what he did he laid down his life for us he gave his life for you and I on a cross. He was, he was punished. He was beaten. He was bruised for my sin. The stuff that I do that's wrong, the, the, the sin that I was born into, Jesus took upon himself on the cross. And Nehemiah is just a better point, just a pointer to Jesus. 
in the fact that the thing that was broken, the thing that was busted can be restored in Jesus' name. And maybe you're in here and that sin is where you're still living, that sin has separated you from God, that you have never made a profession of faith. You've never said, hey, I want Jesus to come and live on the inside of me. I want him to forgive me. Maybe you've never done that, and today you need to do that. So this is what I'm going to ask you to do. As quietly as we can, church, would you mind standing to your feet right now? Would you mind just standing to your feet? And as you do that, I want to talk to you really quickly. Maybe you're in this room and you say, I have never said yes to the person of Jesus. I've never asked for forgiveness for my sin. I've never asked him to come in my life and change me. Well, the Bible tells us that if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you will be saved. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. And Nehemiah is just pointing to Jesus. Nehemiah is just saying, hey, there is a true and better person that's going to come hundreds of years after I am that I want to point to Jesus. And that's the reason why we do it. That's the point of why we do what we do here at Purpose Church. And it's for you that may be lost that you can find relationship and forgiveness in the name of Jesus. The Bible tells us, again, if you would just confess that, if you believe that he died and he was put in a tomb and God raised him from the dead, that you'll be saved. So maybe you're in here or maybe you're watching online and you want to say yes to a relationship with Jesus. Would you just say something like this? It doesn't have to be word for word, but just say, dear Jesus, would you come in my life? Would you save me? Would you forgive me? I know I've messed up. I know I've sinned against you. But I'm so thankful that you took that on the cross, that you took my sin and my shame and my rebellion and you died in my spot. And I put my faith in you today. I ask you to save me, forgive me, and help me live from this day forward on purpose for you for eternity until I see your face, King Jesus. Maybe you're in here, maybe you're watching online, and that's something that you just prayed. You just said it for the very, like you've never asked Jesus to come into your life, and you just asked Jesus to save you and forgive you. Well, we want to be a church that honors that decision, celebrates that decision, comes alongside of you and just says, hey, we are for you, we're championing you, we are celebrating you, and we want to help figure out whatever that next step might look like for you. So this is what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to come down here to the front. I'm going to ask you, we have some incredible people on either walls uh, of this uh, auditorium and this gym that would love to be able to shake your hand, high five you, give you a big hug. If that's something that you just made that commitment to say yes to Jesus, I'm going to ask you to move towards them right now. Go, go, go. And our team is going to be moving, so you're not even going to be the only one moving right now. Our serve team is going to be getting ready we got baptism coming up after service, so if you need to get ready for that as well, man, you're more than welcome to go ahead and go get your clothes on, get ready for baptism. But if that's you and you just said yes to Jesus, would you make your way to uh, one of these incredible serve team members on the wall? I love that. And if you're watching online, would you just text the word PURPOSE to 270-229-6488. We would love to follow up with you this week. It would be the joy of our life to be able to holler at you and just say, hey, we're so excited for you. Thankful that you're watching, but more so thankful that you just said yes to a relationship with Jesus. I love that. I love that. I love that. Come on, church. Can we celebrate together? Can we put our hands together and give it up for the name of Jesus? Come on. Y'all can get louder than that. Let's give it up for King Jesus. Yeah, once you high five somebody next to you, say, built to last. He's building something to last. He's building something to last. I love that. I love that. I love that. Thank you, Pastor Kyle. Come on, can we honor Kyle in this room today? Can we give it up for Kyle leading us and speaking today? I'm so honored that he would do that. Just grateful for his heart. And I'll just tell you guys, just to speak on him 
uh, behind the scenes just more so. The reason why he can stand up here with such integrity in front of you is because he lives that way behind the scenes. And uh, I've known him for literally my entire life. And uh, it's just a, it's a joy to be able to serve with you, sir. I'm grateful for you. And, of course, I'm going to cry. And, um, but I'm real proud of you. I'm real thankful for you. And we wouldn't be the church that we are without that man right there. So come on, one more time. Can we honor him and the word that he brought today? And I'll just tell you, man, we couldn't be the church that we are without you. And uh, I'm just so grateful for you. I'm so thankful for you. Uh, uh, man, you're, you're in the middle of a, a school year starting back. And, I mean, you're at church today, and I'm so grateful. And, and, again, we couldn't do this thing called Purpose Church without you. We wouldn't want to. I don't want to. So come back next week. We'd love to see you. But I am going to ask our usher team, anybody that calls Purpose Church home, this is for us just to continue worshiping by giving. Uh, giving, we, we say it's one of our core values. You'll hear it a lot. If you come to Purpose Church a lot, it's the fact that generosity is our privilege. We believe it's, it's like what Pastor Kyle said, that we want to cheerfully give. Generosity is a privilege of ours. So they're going to start passing those offering containers around. Again, if you call Purpose Church home, man, would you just consider, obviously, we believe in the tithe. It's Malachi chapter 3. It's one of those things that just hits me close to home. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10 says this. It says that... Um, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food uh, in my temple. And if you do, says the Lord of the heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I'll pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. That's obedience. Try it. Put it to the test. Your crops will be abundant and I will guard them from insects. He goes on to talk about that. Only time in scripture that we believe, that, I, that I've ever heard of a, a fact that we can test God in something. And again, I love that we serve a generous God. We serve a God who was generous, not stingy with his son, but he gave his son to die for us. And so thank you so much for investing in what God is doing at Purpose Church. Man, we believe that we are just a conduit to be able to serve God in this community alongside of you. So thank you for believing. Thank you for planting seed and for believing that God is going to do some incredible stuff. Do we believe that in this church today? Can we get our hands together? Thank God for the generosity of his people and of God and, and himself, right? So, again, a few other things. Today, don't forget baptism. It's what we want you to do. In a second, we're going to ask you to go get your kiddos, obviously, before second service starts rolling in. And then let's make our way outside to the baptistry. We're going to gather around the baptistry. And, again, it's going to be a party. I want it to be a party because that's somebody going public with their faith in Jesus. Somebody that said, hey, I know Jesus. I want the whole world to know. And so we're going to party. And on your way out even today, we've got some cold Cokes and Coke Zero for you to enjoy as you're standing around and celebrating baptism together. That's all right with everybody? Everybody good with that? Have a little fun? A little, little Coke, a little Coke Zero for the zero-calorie folks like your boy in the room, all right? I like that. I, I love you. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you, Pastor Kyle, again for today. And uh, let's pray together. God, we honor you. We love you. Thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for the people that we're about to celebrate in just a second, going public with their faith in baptism. Let we be the church. Be louder about baptism and louder about salvation than we ever could at a basketball game or football game or whatever it might be. And it's in your name that we pray. And everybody said, amen, amen. Have a great week. I'll see you outside. Thank you so much again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps out so much. For more content and information, head over to ourpurpose.church. We love you guys and hope you have a great week on purpose.